What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Sucardi. We are here for session 48. 48. <laughs> In my mind, I'm just laughing about like anyone who or any band that has used hate and eight in their logo and their merch and <laughs> the song title in the band name. I don't know. It's just too funny to me. Hate, eight. <laughs> Oh man Uh, Shit it's Sunday night And I've created I've created a pretty good atmosphere Got my tree And I just have like a Like a desk lamp pointing down So It's pretty dim And if you've listened to me before You know I love I love The right lighting You know it's Mucho importante Very important Very important so, you know, you gotta be comfortable, right? You gotta be in the zone, in the mood, and all that shit. Really, the older, <laughs> older I get, the more I'm like, comfort, yes, must be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wear what you wear, and bring a sweatshirt, fucking be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Most of my, like, Christmas... Like, if I were to have a Christmas list, they would all be, like, comfort-based gifts. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, what am I going to be like? Hey, Mom, buy me the latest blah, blah, blah record. You know? I mean, I did when I was a kid, and that was awesome. I mean, CDs, you know? I remember getting CDs for my birthday and for Christmas. Especially Christmas. That, uh... They almost become Christmas music to me, you know? And it means a lot to me. I'm a very, you know, sentimental motherfucker. So um, when someone gets me something, especially like music or, I mean, really, yeah, well, let's just talk about music. It uh, It leaves an impression. It stays with me. So I'm like, cool, I got this for Christmas. And it has like a special... I don't know. There's more uh, meaning behind it. Like uh, Alice in Chains Unplugged. I got that, I think, in the Christmas of 96 when it like kind of came out. I think it came out like around Christmas or like the end of the year. And uh, I love it. I love that album. And this is coming off of the Nirvana Unplugged, which is an excellent album as well. But, yeah, so it's kind of like a Christmas album. Kind of cool. So, yeah, we're going to... Um, do our thing, you know what I'm saying? Catch you up, talk some self-care, do a little poetry, share some music. You know the deal by now. This is kind of cool for me. It's becoming like an audio journal, you know? And these will forever be here. I'll be dust in the wind and these <laughs> these will, you know, all these uh, podcasts will still be here. And that's cool. And that's cool. 
It's a cool idea. You think about creating anything, right? Especially art. You know, any kind of art. It's longevity. I mean, geez, it's just like, it's just so amazing. I always trip out. And even even as a kid, this 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 occurred to me that you create something and it's always here. Like, how fucking cool is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that is just, that's the best. Yeah, so, um, gonna talk about a lot of random shit here. I was talking to a customer this week, and he paid me a compliment, and he said to me, I wish you were my son. <laughs> and then he had said, because you you ask questions, and you're curious, you know, and you listen and shit. Because he's like, he was an older dude, and um, he was cool, and I just chatted him up. When I get older folks, I usually ask them, uh, like, what advice they have. I'm like, got any advice? And they're like, what do you mean? And I ask them, you know, on life or whatever, you know? And this guy was really cool, really receptive. And when he paid me that compliment, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought I was like, ah, cool, you know? And he was he was real cool. He was like, keep, he was telling me, he's like, keep being curious, keep. You know, wanting to know about people and stuff. I thought, oh, that's cool. And this, so him saying that to me and, and and our conversation made me think of probably one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. It happened when I was nineteen or twenty. I think I was twenty. I was in college, and I was in uh, night. Like I would take classes at night because I worked full time, and I was taking just like an English class. And this old, like, Polish dude was in the class with me. It was like, it was a kind of a small class. It was maybe, I guess, like 10 of us, maybe 12. And uh, this Polish dude, he was cool. You know, the teacher dug him. The teacher was really cool. It was just like guy from, like, Africa. And he'd wear these really cool, like, African, like, um, like, clothes and shit. And, like, it was just so cool. He was such a fun person. It was a really dynamic class. And this is right around like kind of nine eleven. Well, yeah, this was right around nine eleven. So it was just cool that people were like there and being cool. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there's this old dude there. His name was John. He was from uh, Poland, and he was in there doing his thing, trying to get a degree, you know. And uh, as like the weeks went on, you know, become more friendly with your classmates and stuff. And uh, I would talk to this guy. And he would tell me a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of things about um, how things were different in his country. And he would tell me, you know, about his family. He would tell me about growing up. And uh, we got so, like, I'd walk him to his car, right? Like, we would, like, as we were leaving class, because it was, like, the last class of the night, we would just sort of walk out. And uh, it was, like, the end of the semester. I think it was our, our last class. And he, like, uh, as, we're, as we're walking out, he, he like, says to me, he goes, I wish I met you when I was a younger man because, and then he kind of went on to like tell me, you know, because like, uh, it's so nice to meet people who, you know, you can talk to and connect with and all that. And here's this like, this guy was in his like seventies. He looked old, you know, he was an old, he was an old dude. And he said that to me and I don't know, it just really, it really took me. It really did. I thought like, what a, what a, like creative <laughs> what a creative compliment you know i wish i met you when i was a younger man so you know we could have been friends and like you know and just like i 
I just I don't know I just really that always like touched me throughout my whole life I always would like think about him and go wow that was like really cool and we didn't stay in touch um we only saw each other in class but it was a relationship that I'm so grateful for and I'm sure you've all had some of those type of relationships classmates coworkers could even be people that you're you know in relationships with friends neighbors i mean even even relatives right and they kind of like serve a purpose for a short period of time you know and you you can look back on them fondly and think wow like that was really cool there was something about that so yeah so i couldn't believe that i was just like totally blown away so yeah i'm glad to share it on the podcast that was something that like after that customers like i wish you were my son i thought wow that was kind of cool and i thought oh man john yeah and yeah so had to had to share that and then also so i'm working this week and i'm pretty like uh i have fun like uh, doing memes right i usually do them with friends and then sometimes i'll do them about work because it's just easy uh and i made a pretty genius one and i shared it right and all my coworkers fucking loved it. So for like two, three minutes, I just sat there in this like post-joke euphoria. Because <laughs> I knew it was funny, right? I created the motherfucking meme, you know what I'm saying? Like it came out of my skull. So I fucking knew it was funny. Okay? And I shared it with my coworkers and they all loved it. So I'm sitting there like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. and uh, ah, it just was so amazing. The euphoria of hitting on a great joke, meme, or anything, right? Anything w- with humor just feels amazing. Because here you are, you're, bright, you're brightening people's day, especially at work. Oh, man, right? Fuck. So, oh, God. When it happened, I actually wrote it down for this podcast because it felt so fucking great the euphoria of it i just i i literally sat there i didn't talk to any customers nothing i just sat there for like three to five minutes like ah yeah ah yeah ah yeah you know and it just it really hit the spot again it's about that connection and you know humor is like i mean you don't even have to speak the same language and you can laugh at the same thing just you know think about that so all right so hey that is since we last spoke that's catching on up let's get to the self-care tip of the week here Word, word, word. So I uh, found this thing on Instagram. You come across these things. Uh, This is nine habits for success. So I figured I'd read these and talk about them. See if they're helpful. First is plenty of sleep. Love that one. All right, plenty of sleep. Sleep is, uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's underrated, I guess. uh, Sleep is underrated um, in the sense of... um, how beneficial it is to your to your life to your uh, quality of life i'll just say so that it's saying plenty of sleep not like depression sleep but plenty of sleep you know the eight hours number two right behind sleep is eating healthy that's huge man that's huge but seriously that is i mean it should be probably number one but you know you gotta sleep number three staying active 
these seem like, okay, duh, but it's good. Sometimes, you know, the shit isn't that hard. It's simple. And it's nice to be reminded, you know? Number four, go outside. This is great. Nothing feels better than fresh air, the sun, and just being outside, being free. Especially if you live like in a city or in a suburb type and you can get away and just kind of like walk a little bit in the woods or wherever where there's no nobody and you can't hear or see any sort of like civilization, it's it's the best. Number five, meditation. You know, I've been meditating a lot lately and it's been really helping me um, feel better. I guess is the best way to, to like put it. Some days I feel more balanced. Some days it's just good to like be quiet. You know what I mean? Just have like being quiet with my thoughts. So number six is accepting failure. Another good one. I mean, geez, you know, this may sound weird, but these are things you kind of have to practice, right? Because it's tough when you fail, you know, whatever, right? So accepting failure. I like this one. I read a quote the other day. It said, acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. I really like that. So nine habits for success. Number seven, asking for help. Wow, to humble yourself and ask for help. Sometimes, like some of the smartest moves are knowing uh, what your resources are and, and how to use them. And ask and how to ask for help. There's a lot of judgment behind it, I think. You know, you think you should know things or whatever, but, or, you know, you're afraid of whatever's standing in your way, but nine habits for success, asking for help. We need each other. Number eight, losing your ego. This one's good because I think it's sort of echoed throughout this list, but finding ways to lose your ego to be vulnerable, to be humble, to be these things that, um, you know, are uh, kind of like Jesus, you know what I mean? Or just like taking the high road. You know, if Jesus isn't your thing, just thinking about just taking the high road. You know, like taking self out of it, if that's possible for you. And number nine, four, nine habits for success. Is removing toxic friends. Yep, there's a biggie. You can just say removing toxic people. Sometimes even family members, you know. People can be toxic. And uh, it's good to distance yourself. It's good to know the quality of relationships and friendships that you want to keep. Um, yeah, that's definitely a good one. It, sometimes it's it's tough. There's a lot... It goes into our relationships, friendships, you know, our family, all this kind of stuff. But I really enjoyed this list. Nine habits for success. One, plenty of sleep. Two, eating healthy. Three, staying active. Four, going outside. Five, meditation. Six, accepting failure. Seven, asking for help. Eight, losing your ego. And nine, removing toxic friends. All right, well, there you have it. So let's move on to some poetry. Cool, here we are, here we are. So I'm just going to read a poem, a Charles, <coughs> excuse me, 
Charles Bukowski poem uh, called Bluebird. And did you know that like the color blue is like one of the rarest colors in nature? And that even as a word, it uh, it, it was um, like in a lot of early languages, there was no uh, name or word for, for the color blue. It came later, uh, which I thought was, was kind of cool. And I think, um, if I recall, blue eyes is like the, one of the rarest, or it's, um, there's the least amount of blue eyed people on, on earth. I'm sure there's another way of saying that, but it's late. And I'm saying we'd be blazing. We'd be blazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this is a poem that, uh, I saw in a documentary. It was one that I've not really seen in like a collection or a book of his, but he was reading towards the end. And since that documentary, I think it came out in the nineties. Um, it uh it's been around a really great poem i love it it's it definitely is a lot of emotion a lot of sadness but very honest and very creative so i'm going to read it for you there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out but i'm too tough for him i say stay in there i'm not going to let anybody see you there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out but i pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke and the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. But I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down. Do you want to mess me up? Do you want to screw up my works? you want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out. But I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there. So don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little. I haven't quite let him die. And we sleep together like that, with our secret pact. And it's nice enough to make a man weep. But I don't weep, do you? Just a beautiful poem. Very raw, very honest, just beautifully written. Very vulnerable and just, yes. I love how it ends saying it's nice enough to make a man weep but I don't weep do you something about that there's uh, something so human about that calling attention to it and also kind of going back into like keeping things in but lovely poem absolutely love it Um, brings out a lot of emotion and uh some humor in here I mean you know he's one of the best so happy to share with everybody alright now if you weren't sad already <laughs> I'm going to share our next song here <laughs> uh, I'm going to share a song for the True Blue playlist let me get this break first All right, word, word, word. So, yeah, if you weren't sad already, (laughs) the song I'm sharing tonight is by DJ Shadow, and it's called Sad and Lonely. (laughs) Uh, It's off of the album The Less You Know the Better from 2011. Um, Great song, great fucking song. Okay, so I first heard this song when I saw him here in Albuquerque. I've seen him three times, twice out here, and once in New York. 
And I think it was the last time I saw him out here. Probably it was like 2016. And towards the end of his set, he was playing this song, right? And he was looping it, looping um, parts of it. And it probably went on for like five minutes. And it was the last song before the encore. So it was, I don't know, it, it the way he had like kind of like a disco ball and then the music of this song, it was like really, you could tell it was like he was like chilling everyone out a little bit, you know? And it, it and just the like the music it being like looped and stuff, like it, it just hit. And I knew it was his music and I was like, I have to find this song. I have to find this song. So I went through and I, you know, I was like, okay, I know it's not from these couple albums. So I went through and I found it was on this album and it's this song called Sad and Lonely. So what he did is he took a song by an artist named Susan Reed, um, also called Sad and Lonely. And she was like, I think it was back in like the 60s or 70s. And she was a harp player. So she, um, she recorded the song and she did it on harp. And he sampled her. It's it's her singing the entire song. And what a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. Like as soon as you hear her, you can tell she's like kind of like classically trained. And it just cuts through. And then you just think, wait, the song's called Sad and Lonely. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder. But, I mean, just, it's a, it, honestly, it's a truly sad song too. Like when you're looking for sad songs, making a playlist or whatever, or you want to like kind of go through some stuff or or emote, you know, or just feel this is a good song. This I would say I would add to that playlist. Okay, okay. Um, the song uh, it opens with piano and eventually introduces violin. Some great effects um, that uh, that accompany in this song, like DJ Shadow is excellent at. Um, Again, the lyrics are very, you know, beautifully sad, very um, emotional, talking about relationships, and um, it's undeniable. Even the OG version is is really powerful. Um, you can see why DJ Shadow took this song and, and kind of put it out there. And, um, I mean, let's be honest, we all get sad and lonely, right? We all have those moments in life. I mean, and this song just really, just really hits. And even for, like, the ambient kind of, like, Nighttime vibe, even just listening to the music, you know. Um, and I'm just happy to share this song. It's great. I honestly, there's a couple songs that I'm going through lately. I'm like, oh, I've talked about this one already, and I haven't. And this is one of them. So the song is "Sad and Lonely" by DJ Shadow. Um, I'll read some of the some of the lyrics on here. Tell me what you think. I'm sad and I'm lonely. My heart it will break. My sweetheart loves another. Lord, I wish I was dead. Brutal, right? Brutal. My cheeks were once red as the bloom on a rose, but now they're as white as a lily that grows. Young ladies, take a warning. Take a warning from me. Don't waste your affections on a young man so free. He'll hug you, he'll kiss you, he'll tell you more lies than the cross eyes on the railroad or the stars in the sky. So what I love about this is she's speaking from experience. She is speaking from experience, but you can take the sex out of this completely. You know, that's what I, that's kind of what I love about these lyrics and, and songs. You know, you can really like make it for your own, but I love it because you know that she's felt this, you know, and then the, the last verse is I'm troubled. I'm troubled. I'm troubled in mind. 
If trouble don't kill me, I'll live a long time. I mean, come on, it's like a poem. You know, I just like it's it's so uh, it's so deep, you know, and it, and it's so cool to bear witness to that, you know, whether honestly, I mean, no matter what the format is to be able to bear witness to something so like, you know, intense like that is so um, special. And I'm really glad to share it with everybody. So hopefully you're not too depressed from this episode, okay? There were definitely some some like fun some you know some some bright moments and everything, but um, yeah, it's almost Christmas. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate, I hope you just have a good day and you're just chilling and enjoying your life. I'm Zach Sicardi from True Blue Podcast. I hope you guys have a great night. Take care. Oh, my God.